Welcome to the Well-Designed Podcast. I'm your host, Brady Healy, and together with my friend and co-host, Kyle Wood, we'll share how we're integrating human design into our own lives. We're both entrepreneurs in the wellness space, navigating running our own businesses while being present in our personal lives, all without burning out in the process. In this episode, we'll include plenty of practical tools to get you unstuck and feel more in flow. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to Well Designed. My name is Kyle Wood, and with me is my co-host, when she stops laughing. (laughs) Introduce yourself. You sounded like Mrs. You sounded like Mrs. Doubtfire. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I loved that movie as a kid, and then rewatched it with my daughter not that long ago, which is like four. And um, I was like, there's a, like a lot of inappropriate stuff in this film. <laughs> that thing with kids' movies where you're just like oblivious as a child and then you come back and watch it as an adult and you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> I don't remember that. I, that's how they make it tolerable for parents to take their yeah, children to films. Yeah. <laughs> you got to have the little like in-jokes with the adults. Uh, I must have yes. been like, yeah, like all Toy Story and all those sh- movies always have done really well with that. Yes, for sure. For sure. Good to see you. You too. So today, Brandy, we're doing a deep dive into one of the centers called the solar plexus or emotions center. And as the name emotions sounds like, this is the center that relates back to our emotional highs and lows. Uh, And like all your centers, I know we've mentioned this in all of our center episodes we'll mention it again if this is the first one you're jumping in on all of your centers come either defined which on your chart if you look up your chart we've got a link uh you'll find a link just in the show notes for this episode uh your center is colored in or like so it could be like gray or black or a color that means you're defined if it's clear or white it means you're undefined and that that has a an impact on how this center shows up for you so it's that's the first thing you want to check and this one's a biggie so yeah. in the ter- in terms of hierarchy of centers this one's at the top because if you have the center defined not only does it you know indicate that you are impacting others with your emotions. This is also where you make decisions from. So it mm. determines your mm. authority. And it's about fi- like 50-50 as well. So I think that's why it's an interesting mm-hmm. one too, because like mm-hmm. it's going to, sh- yeah, these are going to show up for you. Either someone you know is going to be defined, uh, someone you know is going to be defined, someone you know is going to be undefined. I mean, you might be yourself. So finding it on your chart, you just mentioned it's the top of the hierarchy, but I didn't want people to get confused that, it was the top of the chart. So if you're looking no. at your chart, seeing all the <laughs> shapes, you want to look at the triangle that's sticking out to the right of your chart down near the bottom. That's And it's the, facing that's, inward. Yes. Yes, not the little triangle, the, the bigger one um, on the very outside of your chart. And yeah, I'm excited to talk about this one. This is, a, this, is this understanding how this center shows up for me is yeah by far probably one of the most important 
centers. I've just got this and probably my throat um, have been like two of my biggest ones to be like, wow, like I can really see how this has impacted me in my life and how I was in my shadow a lot of the time because I didn't understand what was going on. Uh, especially with 50% of the population having this defined and me having undefined. One of the things I want to talk about today is how I feel like I was often given advice for people with like a defined emotional center and then never understood why it didn't work. It didn't work. Yeah. Yeah. So why don't you go ahead and kick it off with talking about the undefined emotional center? All right. I would love to. So just casting your mind back to the previous episode, if you didn't catch that, we talked, we gave an overview of the centers, but I'll mention again, undefined centers are where you're, where you are most impacted by other people. These are like ways that the world and other people, especially people who have their center defined, they'll um, like, I always think of like, that's, that's how you're going to feel penetrated by them. (laughs) (laughs) Connotations with that. People might be like, take different meanings to that, but, but it is kind of, it's like, it's, it's where we're, it's where we're open to, to, (laughs) you're not helping (laughs) receptors to the rest of the world. Let's talk about radio signals. Let's change the metaphor. (laughs) So people with defined centers, are the little radio towers emitting signals. We are the, um, when you've got that defined center, you're the little aerial that's picking up that signal. Uh, so with your emotional center being undefined, you're really vulnerable to taking on the emotions of other people and kind of like ratcheting that up and reflecting that back. So, um, one of the things that's really helpful if you've got it undefined is really check in with yourself, like, is this something I'm feeling or is this something I'm not? And I think for a long time, because you can also be impacted by other people who have undefined emotional centers too, if they're feeling oh, for sure. razzed up. So my wife also has this undefined and we'll, we can do that ratcheting each other up. And so understanding this has been a big game changer for our relationship because we're able to be like, oh, we're just like, feeding each other's undefined emotional centers right now. Um, and maybe neither of us is actually as upset about this as we think we are. <laughs> and if we just like take a moment apart, uh, we'll probably both feel better. Um, but yeah, there was, uh, speaking from personal experience, there was always this deep desire through my life to really try to quell any strong emotions in myself and also like try and quell strong emotions in other people. Like, so, so taking mm. on that, like that as probably as like the youngest kid as well, like taking on that peacemaker role and really trying to like smooth things over. Um, and not, I was reflecting as we as I was preparing for this episode for most of my life, I'd never really knew how I felt about something. So I would feel strong emotions Oh, sorry, I'm talking for a long time here, so you you just butt in when you need to. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm like to, fascinated by this. I'm I, like, tell me more. <laughs> oh, I grew up Catholic, and I went to like Catholic schools. And uh, one of the schools when I was in, we call it primary school here in Australia. So that's like your elementary. 
we um i would volunteer as a an altar server so you're like helping the priests and one of the things we used to do because it was like we we're available during the week because we we're at the school there was like a lot of funerals and like every funeral used to just like like i didn't even know the person i had no relationship right. to the person <laughs> to any of the people in there and i'm like holding back tears the entire time Bless. <laughs> you got a you got an like the large size Snickers bar for doing a funeral. So, uh, oh. <laughs> so you were still saying yes so to it. Hand went straight up. Yeah, hand yeah. Went straight up. You're like, I'll hold yeah. that candle. I'll That's ring that right. bell. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, we. So, but yeah, like I like it can remember distinctly back then and just thinking, like, that's weird, especially as a boy. Like, why do I feel like, why do I feel all these emotions? Um, you're digging back. in real deep here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it was. Uh, I felt like I was. I was different to like a lot of other people, which is weird because it's what forty-seven percent of us have this. But I guess they're probably also feeling like me and also kind of hiding um, the emotional stuff. For sure, and you know, oftentimes, you know, we talk about this a lot in human design in terms of conditioning. I think mm. that you know based off of your gender, whether it's your gender at birth, your assigned gender, how you show up in the world, your culture, your religion, you know, society as a whole, there are so many layers to how we are conditioned. And it's so interesting because like human design is like the onion, we just like peel them back and it's like, yeah. <laughs> oh, I remember this thing and I remember yeah. this thing and I remember this thing. And I think, you know, in terms of the emotional center either you if you were raised a man or you identify as a man there's this you know this stereotype of men being in control of their emotions or showing your Mm. emotions as being a weakness and on the flip side of that you know for women or those that identify as a woman like there's this either a like kind of stereotype around being overly emotional or B like if you're in very masculine situations like in a you know corporate environment or in athletics where you're meant to like suck it in and like not express (laughs) yeah Yeah, exactly like be a bad bitch like you know there's not this is not the place for that so you know I say that so that everyone can really understand if you're like, that doesn't really land for me. And, you know, lovingly, you can ask, maybe I was conditioned. And, (laughs) you know, (laughs) when you're ready, when you're ready (laughs) to go there. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, what are some things that you talked about some, some ways that you kind of recognize how this impacted you you know, maybe negatively. Yeah. You know, once you kind of identified this or maybe where have there been times in your life where you feel like this has served you? Yeah, I, I think as as soon as I like got into probably like my fitness career, like personal training and realizing I was able to build very easily and naturally build a rapport with with other clients. Uh, with with my clients and with um yeah just you know like just being able to like read read the room kind of stuff and i used to think that was like a defense mechanism from other stuff that happened but um yeah that's like that's my superpower so i was kind of already aware that there was like 
I was quite empathetic uh, before I found human design and human design was really just one of those permission slips to be like, yeah, that's actually one of your superpowers. So you sort of lean into that. So yeah, I think definitely with fitness, yeah, building relationships with clients, um, just being a support person to friends going through hard shit as well. Uh, although, you know, the caveat of that is like, I was going to mention you like, I now understand as well why I was able to help people, some people and, and with other people, I would just feel really emotionally drained and it, it's got to do with like being invited in. I feel like that's really important as a projector that yes, with an undefined emotional center, I can offer like a lot of empathy for people because I have spent my life experiencing others' emotions by being around them. But if I'm not invited in, that can be a really like toxic, gross relationship where I'm just like taking on all their emotions, um, but they're not accepting any like advice or help from me. And that that's not helpful. So that, that's been a really good thing as well, learning about human design and being like, I need to be only around people who are emotionally well-regulated. And I used to feel like that was a failure on my part if I couldn't mm. handle my shit around people who couldn't handle their shit. <laughs> but now <laughs> I understand, no, that's actually very healthy for me to have those boundaries. And if someone, yeah, isn't doing the work and is very, like, emotionally volatile, it's actually very okay for me to n- not pursue, to put boundaries in place there. And if you're asking yourself, like, how do I, how do I know how to do that? That's where your authority is a great tool. It's yeah. always rely on your authority. And for, you know, th- those, th- our reflectors out there, just remind yourself, you don't have to wait a month. It's what feels <laughs> good to you in that moment. Yeah. It's what feels like the right decision for you in that moment, for sure. Yeah, so much of that is just, you know, understanding and, and reading stuff. So, yeah, that's been really, um, really helpful. And especially the thing around having boundaries around that because I feel like I was already sort of worked at, like I said, I was pretty empathetic. I can use this to help other people, but I, I'm i not here to help everyone. <laughs> for like, sure, yeah. for sure. <laughs> Same. So one of one of the other pieces of having the center def- undefined or open is about saying things that are difficult and like not avoiding confrontation. Uh, yeah. I did want to talk about I that. Be- <laughs> I was going to say, I feel like just in our, you know, in our relationship, that's something that you do really well. Oh, like really? Something's <laughs> on your mind. Yes! When you're like, um, lovingly, yeah. <laughs> what's going on with this thing? And I'm like, oh, yes! And it's like, I think it's in the way that you that you frame it up. And it's like, when we have conversations about things, it's like, we could always come to be like, okay, cool. Like, I see, like, where you're coming from. I just, like, you know, it, yeah. it, you know, I feel like we have dialogue that, you know, we can come to a place where we can understand each other and like move forward from there. Is yeah. this something that you feel like has always been accessible to you? Yes or no? <laughs> <laughs> so do you, do you, there, there was a movie. Remember your um, wife listens to this. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> no, I don't think she's listened. That's why she's not gotten a shout out because I don't think she's listened to an episode yet. So, <laughs> um, you know, it's funny. My husband either. <laughs> uh, they still love us. <laughs> they do. That they give us the time to record this, which is plenty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. There's uh yeah, so. I, again, I, I so I was going to backtrack with this and tell a little story. Hopefully, help people remember. So, um, are you familiar with like the Jack Ryan movies, TV shows? What is it? Tom, yes. Tom Clancy, the author. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So there was so there's just done a new series on that, which is which is uh, very entertaining. But there's there's an old an older movie with I know Ben Affleck did it at one point. Harrison Ford did another point. I can't remember which one it is, but no, it wasn't Ben. It was Matt Damon, wasn't it? No, it was it was Ben Affleck. It was Ben Affleck. I'm pretty sure Matt know. Damon. He just he was off doing the Bourne movies. Oh, got it. it sorry, Bourne. that was wrong. Yeah. Wrong. Similar. That's hard. There's all these spy thrillers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very similar. But there's uh, this friend that that Jack Ryan makes, and I think this is true to the books as well. Um, who works for the Russian intelligence and they sort of like, they sort of like keep this back door open. So like while the governments are posturing with each other, they will share with each other what, what's really going on. And so they can like mm. influence and actually stave off like things escalating too far. And that was like <laughs> pretty much like in my wedding vows to Zoe. <laughs> I mentioned that I would like be that person for the re- in our relationship. I would speak to her like, you know, intelligence officer <laughs> part of her, <laughs> and I'd keep that keep that relationship even when we're fighting. I would like keep making sure that we like reconnected and um, and persevere through that. So I think yes, in again relationships where I'm invited in, it does feel natural to do that. If there's no invitation there, it's, I I think it's often still important that I do that, but it's like, I don't, I really, it's one area like I could way more be in my wisdom with this, um, speaking up into those relationships where I don't feel invited, where it's important still to have a conversation about something. Right. Yeah. Say the hard thing. Yeah. Say the hard thing. Yeah. Yeah, when that recognition there, it's I feel more comfortable that even if I don't express myself correctly the first time, there's enough trust there to get there. Whereas with, right. with someone where there's, there's not that, I usually talk myself out of it because I'm worried that, yeah, I'll say the wrong thing and make things like worse or be misunderstood. I hear you. So... I think that you shared already like a lot of things that you do kind of to align with having this open identity or identity. Why am I saying identity? Emotional (laughs) center. So like one thing that I heard you say is like that you're very intentional about who you're surrounding yourself with, which I think is really huge. Yeah. And I have a question for you when you're not intentional about it or you're taken off by surprise Mm. and you do feel emotionally overwhelmed. Like what are things that you do to care for yourself? Uh, Something I probably haven't been doing enough lately is um, 
it's you and I mean it's I feel like this is always good advice no matter which undefined center you have but like getting back by yourself in nature is always like a good way to like really disconnect so taking that that time out sometimes it's hard with kids um but yeah yeah that's like that's usually the goal there's not there's not an elaborate i mean i this is my me struggling to um articulate what i do (laughs) (laughs) thanks second line there's not a there's like lots of little self-care things i do sort of all the time and um yeah i didn't make a note of them before this so i can't think of them off the top of my head you so i can name a few you love a walk outside yeah you journal yeah i i mean that one will come and go but i think i've become okay with that like you know use it as a it's not so much a habit but it's more a tool right and then you do like grounding practices like you know some sort of meditation or breath work so i think that those are all things that i've seen that like some of them you do regularly some of them you pick up and kind of you know put to the side on an as-needed basis but i think that those are all things that i know that are in kind of your wheelhouse of of tools you have at your disposal when you're feeling feeling out of alignment and as you said like not just with your emotional center but in other parts of your design as well just to help you connect back to yourself yeah yeah and then yeah as much as i can yeah just the self-awareness in the moment to ask myself like is this something is this actually mine that i'm feeling or have i just taken this on from someone else uh, and I don't always recognize that at the moment, but it can be helpful like afterwards um, for like disconnecting to just recognize, oh yeah, that, that wasn't mine. And then it's like, oh, I can let go of that. So it's a, another like nice big human design permission slip. It's like, it's like the best analogy. So <laughs> we apologize that we use it all the time, but it's just... You know, send us your thoughts on other analogies that we you have for it, and we'll, we're oh, happy to like use them. Yeah, yeah, they're great. All right. Um, so, I, anything else that you want or do that you want to say about undefined, or should we move on to defined? Yeah, no, I do want to. I I was just going to say one more thing that's been helpful for me as well. That like I'm here to help people. Um, through using emotions as well so yes so i mean it was even like today sharing i had in my mind planned out all the sort of facts about the emotional center and then set it up sharing stories about about when it's actually shown up for me so that that's sort of something for me to lean into as well with this undefined emotional center is to um how can i bring the emotions or what i feel about something into things and that I, I even remember when I this stupid <laughs> now like I didn't think of it now but stupid like in this marketing book that talked about if you're marketing to men say I think because men want to think think like it, that'll resonate Logical, it, maybe it makes yeah. them feel smarter I don't know uh, <laughs> if you're marketing to women say I feel and knowing that most of my audience was women I was like oh I'm gonna start using I feel but then that felt really good. And I was just like, I'm just going with this. Like, so there's another little 
little lesson from the past. And I do, yeah, when I get too trapped in like probability and statistics and stuff like that in my marketing material, it, it just bogs me down. And But when I can get back to the emotion of it, that's when it feels better to write and I feel like it resonates better with people too. So good. So good. So flip side, as Kyle mentioned, with 47% of people having this center undefined or open, that means 53% of us, myself included, have yeah. it defined. So and does you can, that, you, that... You guys can just, you can just get out. Like, <laughs> you, you define, uh, I feel this, I feel that, uh, I can't pay attention to what anyone else is feeling. <laughs> <laughs> Take it easy. Take it yeah. easy over there. <laughs> if you really want to feel it, keep going. <laughs> yeah. I was, well, do I mention that? Because um, I do want to keep this podcast uplifting and focused on the positive stuff. But I feel like <laughs> it's also fun to have a laugh as well. For me, it's like what I saw like a meme the other day for like open emotional centers. And it's like, I'm crying and I don't understand why I'm crying. I just cry. And I was like, yeah, that's pretty accurate. So, so you can tease. You're like, that expa- well. explains, you're like, that expa- explains the first 25 years of my life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. But, you know, to a point, Kyle is correct that those of us that have the center defined, we impact people with our emotions and that is both high and low so he's talking about the low right now but this again this is our superpower is like with our emotions we also have the ability to uplift people as well so you know i can certainly you know attest to this and how this shows up like in our house both my daughter and I have the center defined and my partner and my son have the center undefined. And I think I've worked really hard over the last few years to, <laughs> to, I don't like to use the word master my emotions because it's not what I'm trying to do. I'm not trying to control them, but I think it's really about like be more aware of them yeah. and also be aware of how it impacts people around me. Whereas with my 10 year old daughter, clearly we're still learning that. <laughs> and, you know, and, you know, this goes for both of us. When we're unhappy, everyone in the house knows it and feels it. And when we're happy, everyone else around us yeah. knows it and feels it. So, like, yeah, and that mean yeah, like you know, this... I, I always enjoy talking to you, and we've got my wife's best friend has this defined, and she's um, also a projector, and yeah, like, like most like ninety percent of the time, like great times I had. <laughs> yeah, you ride you ride the wave, right? And yeah. you're like, this is a blast. And in those ten percent, you're like, wow, 
Yeah, yeah. This is unpleasant. (laughs) This just got spicy. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. This just got spicy quick, quick. So, you know, again, if you have the center to find, this also ties to your decision-making authority, which is wait for clarity. So it's like, when we think about what this looks like in shadow, it's being reactive. It's reacting from a place of high or low emotion. It's being so caught up in a high that you say yes to things that you don't actually want to do. Mm. For me, this shows up the most when it comes to social commitments or really like time commitments because that run the gamut. In the in the moment, you're like, yeah, that sounds awesome. Is that is that what you're saying? And, and exactly. So you're like, yes, like I'm that. like, and especially when it's being proposed to you by somebody that's also excited about the thing, yeah, the yeah. party, the project yeah. at work you know, the meeting up with a, with a friend, whatever it is, they're excited. And I'm like, Oh, that sounds so fun. I'm excited. And then once that initial emotion subsides and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm exhausted. I do not want to do that. Or my calendar (laughs) is already so full or that's going to keep me up past my bedtime. Like, you know, the list is long. The list is long. And it's like, you know, just, saying things in that moment and then later on regretting it or realizing that it's not in alignment. And I think like, you know, the shadow of this as well is like not having that self-awareness of knowing how you impact other people. So like I mentioned, like my daughter and I, we both have this. So I can share where I was in an emotional high and it like impacted those around me. So earlier this summer, so that, you know, we're recording this, it's September in the Northern Hemisphere summer. So a few months ago, um, my family went to Disneyland and my brother-in-law, you know, got, got us this really sweet package where we had like this VIP tour and it was unlike any experience. I've grown up in Southern California my whole life. I've gone to Disneyland easily hundreds of times without exaggeration Mm. and you know this is like this experience was just unlike any other and I was through the roof my son (laughs) that has a center open was like you are so hyper right now you are so excited right now and like where my son was like this is really cute like your mom's so excited like she's like a kid right now my son was just so mortified by it so (laughs) know that your emotions like even though they're you know can be received by somebody that has a center open that doesn't mean they feel it the same as you It can change flavor in the process of being absorbed, right? Yeah, absolutely. And like, you know, before we had a chat. Like, yeah, speaking of someone with under, like, even when someone's really happy, it can be like, oh God, this is like, this is Uh, too much. Yeah. And, and, you know, we chatted right before the call. We just experienced a similar thing with my daughter. She was at a friend's house. And it was like, you know, coming close to bedtime and this kid was coming in hot. Like, you know, she was in a great mood from having spent time with, you know, her closest friends. But it was just like, la, 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 la. And we're like, did you just like 
you know, chug a flat white before you walked into the door. Like, what is going on? And it was just, she was riding that emotional yeah. high. So, you know, because understanding uh, that we have these waves, we have these yeah. waves. And it's not about doing, you know, making decisions from these high points or these low points, but really trying to come back to that base point, to that place of calm so that we yeah. have that clarity to make a decision um, or, it, you know, and to have it come from a, an authentic place. So that's where we sit in our wisdom, right? It's like when we can be patient and when we can tell I'm sitting on a high, I'm sitting in this, you know, in this valley right now, probably not a great time for me to make a decision probably a good time for me to like again be alone kind of be in my own energy and like if I'm in a not good mood that's like a signal for me to like in the past I've been really reactionary and like I want to talk to whoever's in front of me pick up the phone and get someone on the phone and just like you know, my, uh, just like explode out like everything that I'm feeling <laughs> verbally. Mm -hmm. And it, what I've noticed is it keeps me in that emotion longer yeah, than okay. if I give myself alone time and not suppress it, allow myself to feel it. But at the same time, I don't let myself sit in it. So my therapist is amazing. She was like, your emotions like are here to come and to go. She was like, even the ones that we consider bad. She was like, it's okay for you to feel angry. It's okay for you to feel envy. It's okay for you to feel shame. All of these things that we assign negative connotations to. She's like, sit with them, feel them. But, like, don't let them pack a bag and move in. And so, yeah. like, I'm always, like, it's like the visitor that stays past their welcome, right? Like, yeah. and, you know, I have a, a really good friend, um, Gina Velez, who is um, a self-love coach who hopefully we'll have on the show in not too long, who says, she talks about anxiety a lot. And she's like, can you befriend your anxiety? And it's like, can we befriend any, all of our emotions, right? It's like, can we sit beside them instead of shunning them away? And so I think that for those of us that have this, when we're in our wisdom, we can befriend and sit with our emotions without mm -hmm. allowing, allowing them to bring the U-Haul and, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. and move and, and move in. Um, so, you know, I think that those are, are some of the biggest, biggest lessons that I've learned from having this and things that I really work to teach my daughter, to teach my daughter. Yeah, it's like, cool. you're, when you're like real spicy, it's not a bad thing. You're very welcome to feel that you're not being shamed for that. However, it's your responsibility not to impose that on everyone else. It's like, you're allowed to feel that. You're not allowed to like impact everyone around you in a way that's like disruptive or that's yeah. going to be upsetting. And certainly like that's not a blanketed statement. It's case by case, but it's like, 
we then taught her to like be in her own energy. And it's like, it's not about having a timeout. It's about coming back to yourself. And it's like, why don't you take time alone in a space that feels good to you? And that's her room. And it's like, you can be in there for 35 seconds. You could be in there for two hours. It's up to you. Like, you're welcome to join us whenever you feel ready. And it's like, Mm -hmm. we don't require an apology when she exits that room. But oftentimes it's like, I'm sorry that I said something that was unkind or yeah, I'm yeah. sorry that I raised my voice. And it's like, these are things that come off the, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like, you know, giving her that language and giving her that permission to, to like, let her know. And like, again, we revisit that and we're like, it's not, it's fine that you were pissed off that we didn't let you have a dessert, like <laughs> valid. Yep. Not valid. It's like, screaming at me because of it and then yelling at your brother or like kicking over the Lego or whatever it is, (laughs) right? Like there's like that piece of it. Um, But those have been things that are really useful and it's like really reminding myself that it's so important that I modeled that behavior and like Mm. talking about when I am in a higher lower emotion to my kids and saying like, I recognize right now I'm not in a place to make this decision or I need to be alone right now because I've had a shit day at work and like, I don't want to take it out on you. Like I need to lie down for a bit. And, you know, again, like modeling that behavior is I know something that I can do that will be not only of service to them now, but also in the future, whether they have this open or whether they have this defined. Yeah. Uh, that's so helpful, I imagine, to be able to, like, because kids express it so, like, raw, their, mm-hmm. their centers, that I imagine it's helpful to be able to, like, see that in your daughter and, like, be able to see it from the outside in and, yeah, see how your emotional center might show up simil- similarly. Oh, yes, it has been, <laughs> you know, like when your, your parents like jokingly tell you like, oh, just wait until you'll, you have kids. It'll be payback. <laughs> Sometimes they're right. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes they're right. <laughs> so, you know, so I think like for me, that most helpful tools to align have certainly okay. been really noticing when I am wanting to be reactionary and like really leaning into being patient to like not give an answer straight away. And oftentimes Mm. like what that means is to like ask for time. That sounds great. Let me get back to you. Yeah. Like that one has been huge. And then again, like I can't emphasize this enough. It's like, when I'm like up super high or down really low or, you know, to the left or to the right, like when it comes to these extremes, pulling back, you know, whether it's like to be alone, take a nap, bath, move my body, whatever it is to like let my nervous system regulate, let myself settle so that I can find that that calm place 
before acting or reacting on something big. And I think probably the biggest one is to like honor where I am, like allow, allow the emotion, like truly like feel it because it's when I push them away or on the flip side, when I try to hold on to them and stay there, or like try to like analyze them as well. That's one of the things, isn't it? That you're meant to just just feel yes. feel the feels. Yes, it's not it, it's not a logic. Yeah, it's a feeling. It's that's why we that's why they're like as you mentioned. There's a distinction between I think and I feel, yeah. and this is I feel, and we've unless we allow ourselves to feel it, it just hangs out. Great book, The Body Keeps the Score. I know we've talked about that a lot. <laughs> more I think we've shared that one more than once and like that was you know something that was really really useful to me mm. I think especially with that defined authority um mm. reading that book and and going back to it cool. you know I think a few times a few times yeah I did have a couple of questions for you or oh, one's just Please. come up then but then there's one I thought of before so because this governs your authority of which we went into in, in the podcast episode about you, um, which is to wait for clarity, to wait to ride out that full wave, emotional wave. Is there room for spontaneity in your life? Or is that just a bad, yeah. No, absolutely. That That doesn't mean I can never, you know, spontaneously make a decision. So, Mm -hmm great example this past weekend I had a day off my partner was very tired and again like manifesting generator projector you would think flip side right no yeah he was tired I had energy and like I knew I had the day open and ahead of me and I was like great I'll take the kids to a theme park so like I got to be fun mom that morning and like (laughs) even though I was like I felt really good I was energized but I knew that that was something that I wanted to do. I didn't need to wait. Like yeah, it yeah. wasn't where I was going to make a rash decision that I was going to, I wasn't going to regret taking my kids to the theme park. Actually around noon I did. And I was like, yeah, all right, yeah. we're leaving. <laughs> <laughs> but fortunately we have season passes. So I was able to like wrangle them back in. And I was like, we can come back in like a week <laughs> after like it was a holiday weekend here in the US. But like, that's like, you know, an example of like, of spontaneity that was in a bigger way than like what am I going to eat it was like this is what we're going to do for the day and it's I know it's going to be a time and an energetic commitment yeah but you know it it doesn't mean to say we have to wait all the time for everything I knew that like I was going to be invited in because my kids bug us at least 75 times a week to take them to to Knott's Berry Farm. So like I knew it was going to be welcome. I knew they were going to be excited about it. So I think other parts of my, you know, of being a projector, other parts of my design, other parts of their design, like, you know, it's very layered and nuanced. So that was long answer, or short answer long is, (laughs) was that. But yes, there can be room for spontaneity. I think it's, Proceed with caution, though. Yeah. Okay. And and that kind of leads me to my other question, which we, ha- we haven't really spoken about, like, that some centers are, like, motor centers. And so that's, like... Right. 
So there's a hierarchy, like I, like we said at the beginning of the yeah. call, and even within so that hierarchy, certain ones do certain yeah. jobs, right? Yeah, yeah. So the so this one, like the sacral center, which is like sort of the the main motor center. Um, mm-hmm. you can get, I guess, I guess cause it, this one comes on a wave. So you get that motor center just means it's an area we can get energy from. So you you get that energy on the high of the wave, but then I guess when it's low, it's important that energy is going to be gone. So it's important not to like just soldier on through, but on right. that low. Yes. Which is again, why it's so useful to be patient and wait for clarity mm. to say, is it something I'm sustainably excited about or was just excited about in the moment? Yeah. Because there could be like a false sense of, I have the energy to do this forever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and and huh. I've, I've certainly, I've, I've learned, I'd like to think I've learned from that. <laughs> Do I have moments where I um, still decide from that place? Of course, 100%. Yeah. However, I feel like they are becoming fewer and further between. Yeah. That's cool. Thank you. That was, that was really interesting hearing about that, that lived experience of having the defined emotional center, um, as I don't have it. It's just so interesting how it shows up so differently um whether you have this defined or undefined mm-hmm. for sure for sure i hope uh that that was really helpful for everyone listening as well especially if you've got you're one of the 53 out of 100 people who've got a defined emotional center that that will help with um working out how you make how your authority works a bit as well um and then of course for those who are like me and have an undefined, uh, hopefully there's some things in there as well around how you can kind of disconnect or, you know, check in with yourself about whether what you're feeling is actually yours or whether you're just like taking on someone else's stuff. Uh, and that can be really helpful too. And if there was a part of this episode that really spoke to you, we'd love to hear about it. You can send us a DM on the gram at, well-designed HD, or um, you can also, you know, screenshot the episode, share it in your stories, share it with a friend. You know, we would love to hear from those of you that are listening, you know, what it is that you like, and Mm -hmm. so we can just continue to create more of that for you. So thanks so much for listening and for being with us till the end. And if you're still here, then, you know, you're you're in the circle. Yes. All right. Thanks, everyone. And uh, we'll talk to you next time. Hi, it's Kyle again. I just wanted to take a moment at the end of this episode to thank you for listening. If you'd like to show us some love or... uh, keep in touch with new episodes that we bring out make sure you hit subscribe in your podcast player and also give us a heart or a like or a thumbs up or whatever they've got there as that helps us with the algorithm gods if you could leave us a review if you've got a message for us please leave us a review if your app lets you because we also really appreciate that i really appreciate reading those and if you'd like to get in touch or send us a message 
the easiest way to do that is to hop on the Instagram, find us at, at WellDesignedHD, and just send us a message through there, and that'll uh, go to both of us. Thanks again for listening, and we'll be back again soon.